0: Was The Mandalorian, Episode 6, Prisoner, good? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Karishna and Arjuna. Mm. Welcome, guys. Hello. To this action-thrilled, gunslinging, prisoner-escaping, heisting podcast. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That was a terrible intro. Um, (laughs) Anyway, on this podcast, we review movie TV shows. Today is obviously The Mandalorian, and we're going to start with one word, impressions, the one word that you guys come up with mm-hmm. that you guys thought about and I clearly thought about as well to kind of re-encapsulate the episode. Oh, you almost said that word correctly. <laughs> well <done>. Thank you. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Recap? the. I don't know, Leave me alone. Juna, <laughs> what's your one-word impression? I'm going to go with oceans. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay. Because the episode is a heist episode, right? And uh, uh, the most famous uh, film series of heists... Are the is the ocean series uh, not that it necessarily reminded me of an oceans movie because it's certainly not formatted but I didn't want to just go with heist so I've decided to go with oceans and because uh, of the, the heist nature of it and uh, that's my my uh, word I like it I wanted you with oceans to actually kind of Go with some kind of weird, yes. weirder like All right. yeah. perspective. Uh, uh, let me try again. I yes, was like, there's a bigger fish. And yeah, uh, you know, deep, yeah, there's always bigger fish in the like sea under the surface. I'm gonna go with bubbles. oceans because the new Republic cruiser that uh, our heroes found themselves on in this episode was very uh, clean. And you know, when you look at the ocean, sometimes it's very clear and crystal and clean. Our oceans so, are dirty and filthy. And dry. so I thought that when I was in you know watching this episode Failed. that we were in and how ocean. do you make him stop of emotion I, he doesn't Krishna. and it was just an ocean of emotion <laughs> oh my in this episode. uh Krishna, how how would you recap this say episode say with one say word say ocean my one word is colorful and wait what is colorful both of these are weird yes well mine makes sense i don't know uh, there wasn't a lot of color in this episode yeah it's a i'm, lot not, of I'm red. not you're thinking too literally it's lot of white the characters <laughs> to me are what stood out in terms <laughs> of the the heist group and each one of them were extremely colorful people in their own way. Oh, because the devil was in it, the group. You know, that was a devil. That was a muscular devil that was a... Hellboy-ish. Hell, very, yeah, it was basically <laughs> Fat Hellboy. Fat Hellboy. Yeah. Fat? Hey, come on, man. Beer belly? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was just, that's all muscle. Yeah, big abs. Mr. Krabs. Do we actually... Mr. Spe- Krabs, speaking yes. of him, his does anyone know the character's actual name? Uh, I would know, but then this computer locked it out of the password, so I'm just blind to this whole Jesus. Yeah. Well, Hopefully. I guess... It's, the, uh, it's all off memory. Uh, his name is Mr. Crab. <laughs> yeah. well, do we know what his species is, actually? Well, we've seen... Crab. We've, we've seen the species before in Episode 4. Uh, I Wait, we did? In the, in the cantina, yeah. We've oh. definitely seen that. Do you think it was the same... Do you think it was the same no. character? No, definitely not. Same no. makeup, but yeah. But uh, yeah, colorful because I thought the cast of... The, the cast in this in this particular episode extremely colorful. Berg, his name is Berg. Berg, yeah. Like a burger, yeah. And th- and that plays off nicely, I think, of, of from a journey where the oceans movies, where you have like this heist, and everyone's a little bit eccentric, and it's like the clash of personalities, and uh, I thought I thought it was you know, and we also got to learn a little bit more about Mandalorian the Mandalorian's past, um through interactions with this colorful this colorful cast. So hey, that Bradley, is my word! Can I choose your word for you? No. So <laughs> oh. Berg, just so everyone's aware, he is uh, part of the species known as Dvorians. Mm. Um, oh, that sounds really familiar. From planet devoron Oh, oh that's. It's creative. like Debora from Dragon Ball. Yeah, so kind y- of. Yeah. So with these species, we've actually seen them before uh, in the Clone Wars. One yeah. of the most famous ones uh, being uh, Chikotaro Visigo. Uh, he's a crime lord. Oh, sorry, we saw them. On Star Wars uh, Rebels, not Clone Wars, and uh, Visigo was a crime lord on Lothal. Oh, he wasn't red; he was actually green. But he's of that species. Yeah, Mm. I think they like red, green, or gray. What? What decides their color? Genetics, Um, man. I mean, genetics. I don't know. The same same reason that you're, you know, pasty and we're not. (laughs) I'm darker than you, bro. Well, uh, are debatable? you? Yeah. Debatable. Yeah. Darker than both of you combined. D- d- well, that's a false. I don't, yeah, no. All right, Bobby, what was your one word? So, my one word impression for the man. And thank you very much. Moving on. You can't do my <laughs> joke. I just did. As it I've feel. done that joke, and I didn't use it this time because I really wanted to make this a quick two minute podcast. You still don't know your word. I'm helping you. I really don't know my <laughs> word. I want my word to, and maybe you guys can actually help me. Okay. It's going to w- be fangs. That no, no. is your word. Tell no. us what you want your word to be and we'll help you out. My, I want my word to kind of recap the re, the clear relationship that has developed between the Mandalorian and the child slash baby Yoda. Which <laughs> <laughs> Funny but no. no. Funny but no. no. I mean, so my, my thing is like it's a very kind of clear, um, I'm not going to say father. I'm going to say like an adult parental type role. Guardian. 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 Cat lady. Protective. Protective. That's my word, I like protective. That. Perfect, it came to you. Protective. Just yeah. colorful, colorful protective ocean. Because everything <laughs> right now, because remember the big thing with the Mandalorians, everything he is doing yeah. is for the child. Yeah. He's taking on a job he clearly doesn't want to do, and he's also clearly... With people he does not want to mix with. He doesn't want to yeah. mix with, and he's also um, running into situations where he doesn't want to do things such as murder. Yeah. But but by the way though, this episode of anything. I think the main point of this episode was to show that the Mandalorian was not a good guy back in the day. He he killed people. Apparently he liked it, uh according to certain points of view. Um and he's done a lot of shady stuff and he's clearly different. He's clearly different because he didn't kill the spoilers, he does he doesn't kill the crew at the end. And he's clearly different from the show. If you go back to episode two, he straight up murders a bunch of Jawas. Okay, I mean, so let's talk about that. Are Jawas people though? Yes. Okay, but they're still they're an organ yes. they're an organic, yes, right? They are. They're an organic living They're c- clearly intelligent traders. So put it this way, right? Yeah. He mm-hmm. was so in episode two, the Jawas took apart his ship. Right. He shot at them. Right. He disintegrated. Like, he disintegrated two. a bunch. Right, right. But they were taking something from him. Agreed. These people tried to kill him. And he, he didn't, didn't kill, him kill them. them. Yeah, that's true. That shows clear character growth in about four episodes. Maybe, or maybe he's in love with the Twi'lek. No. He, and he loved no, Bill Kerr because Murr, he thought his comedy standard ep- was really good. Episode episode two <laughs> episode two Mandalorian would have killed these people. Yeah. No, no questions. He, uh, I agree. Th- they try. They try to double cross him. Yeah. He would have murdered them. And he was on a mission. Uh, you even saw it in the first episode when he's trying to bring in that bounty. He kills a bunch of those guys. He, he gets like chops a guy in half. Yeah, you know, like that. You're seeing some some changes in this guy. Uh, and like I said, I really want to go back to my theory that I think he's been force manipulated just a little bit. Like I'm not saying what he's doing now isn't his own his own, but I think to start off with, to go from that much of a change. This baby Yoda character—it's clearly very powerful. I right? don't think. It's I think it's been. I think he's been, been manipulated a little I don't bit. Th- a little th- bit. How would you show? How would you show that? So, from a creative standpoint, like, how would you physically show that? So they showed. They already showed it. There was the one scene where he's cleaning his gun. Yeah. And Baby Yoda has come up to him about three times. Yeah. Doing this, and you think it's to heal his wound. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I think Baby Yoda's is literally working on his mind right there. Okay, and when's the next time? I think that's all it takes. He's powerful. He doesn't need more. No, so what, but what I'm saying this, to me as the audience, yeah. how does the directors, creators of this show tell me that that actually happened? Well, I'm not the director. How am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait and see. It's not – Wait I don't, and see. I don't think that's what – I don't think it's anything to do with the Force. I think it's just straight up he saw a, a – I scared – Child his child, and he, child and he relates to sure, it. I sure. think that's he, all it is. He sees himself in the child. That's yeah, an exactly. This easy cop out, but I think it's more interesting if he's been manipulated by the very thing he the loves. The force is snoozy, bougie, boring. Sometimes that would no, that would be no, so no, boring. No, no. What <laughs> you've just what you've just described is boring. That's been done, and I think adding a little bit of manipulation, where literally you think this cute little innocent thing is all that it is, cute and innocent, is fifty years old. Right. And yet they age differently and it has different characteristics. I think it's more interesting to me. I uh, by the way, I'm not saying this is habit. Sure. It's Just a theory. No, I, I actually like your theory. But yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest attraction to your theory is what we've seen in the show. It's a very simple show, and I think that idea is too complex for way the simplicity too of this. I don't like the show. Is very simple. Like it's not. It's not trying to be, Scorsese cinema. But that, but, but even it's that though. It to be. Do you think but even, that, likes <laughs> but, even, but even that though is not Scorsese level. It's <laughs> no, really I just know. a thing using the force <laughs> sure. to slightly why? tug on some emotions. I, I, think I think it's too complicated for what the show is yeah, trying to be. Yeah. We'll think, see. I think it is. We'll I think. See. I think we need to keep like Star Wars, and I think this episode did a really good job. Where I was watching the episode and I was looking around, I was like, "Man, this is cool because it doesn't necessarily have to be or feel like Star Wars." specifically when they're on the New Republic prison ship and they're running through and the lights are all turning red... And I'm like, oh, cool! Now we're. In I liked, like the, I like that vision. I was like, this yeah. is like a cool, like alien esque, like you're stuck on the ship with the droids and everything's gonna go uh, fucking crazy. I forget Bill Burr's character's name. If someone wants to look it up, he was great. But when uh, uh, it, there's we we have to talk about Mayfield. Bill. We have to talk about Mayfeld. We have to talk about Mayfeld and Bill Burr himself because there's a great story behind how this happened. Well, that and Bill Burr's relationship with Star Wars. Well, let's, let's jump into I, it. I just I just real quick have to mention he's probably he's the fourth bald character. I think, uh, in the entire Star Wars, Star Wars canon that I've seen. You should write a book about I will. Star Wars characters. I will. The Ball Star Wars uh, he's, he's but the Ball. Burr, so, is But Bill Burr is a pretty famous stand-up comedian. Uh, for years, part of his stand-up routine has been about how he hates Star Wars <laughs> and how it's stupid. Oh, <laughs> he's called man. it, like, it's just a bunch of Muppets, like, on therapy. And <laughs> he's just completely railed on it for years and years and years and years. And, years. and so when the first footage... Uh, during celebration, dropped yeah. and people you saw Bill Burr, um, in the shots people were like, "Wait, Bill Burr's in Star Wars," and then people have seen this episode and like, "Wait, Bill Burr is incredible in Star Wars." Well, it's because the bag was big enough, the money was good enough that he, any hatred, whatever, he, sure, he threw he threw that out. Well, the, he think, knew it. he's a you know, great marketer. Yeah, he also did a, he did a great interview. He's like, you know, I was a little like, you know, I signed on because I guess. He knew someone who knew Favreau, and that's how they connected. And Favreau has obviously been hiring a lot of comedians to be. He's been hiring a lot of comedians, this, uh, and show. like he's been hiring a lot of people that he knows. Mm. For example, fun fact: the um, New Republic guard, yeah, Egghead. This is good. Side Egghead is a actor known as Matt Lanter. Yep. and Matt Lanter um, is interesting because he's a voice actor. Yeah. Specifically in the Clone Wars series, more specific with uh, Anakin Skywalker. So, d- Feloni's just hiring uh, everybody Favreau. that he. Favreau, Filoni, wow. Favro is just hiring, like. All Feloni's buddies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just funny that Burr actually ended up in this. Loved it. People have been praising his performance. Uh, but to go back, the reason I was talking about Bill Burr and Mayfeld was the of scenes in the episode is when uh, the Mandalorian is confronting Mayfeld. Uh, and there's the flickering light, and you see the Mandalorian oh, kind of moving. Oh, so good! It was great. So when you good. see him in the background. I just started giggling. I'm like, he, 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 he. Wait, when you see him just running through, like coming. Yeah, up. yeah, he's coming up. To yeah, because they were going with like an alien. Um, it was great. Type thing. I, I personally really loved seeing the New Republic because the New Republic, we literally know very little about canonically, right? With because basically, by, you don't see them pretty much at all in Episode Seven. And when you do see them, they all die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, is it is it confirmed that they're all dead at the end of Episode 7? Because it's the capital planets or the capital star system. But the New Republic is definitely scrambled because the Resistance seems to be the main organized group. Organized or group. And they haven't really differentiated what the difference is between like the, if there is a New Republic army mm-hmm. and what that is versus the Resistance army, right? At the end it's got se- to be separate. It, well, right. no, no, no. Go back, go back. Actually, it's taking it back a step back further. Before the Clone Wars, the um the Republic right did not have an army. Correct. It was just a. It was a bunch of people trying to be democratic and all that crap. Each planet system had its own army, but there was no universal grand army unified or anything army. unified there. So it's also possible, like the New th- Republic is set up in so, a similar way. So the, yeah. so the way to think about this would be kind of like uh, NATO. NATO doesn't have it has like a very small force. Yeah. But they still rely on all the countries to send in aid. troops and aids and if, technology if like and all that. like that. Like for example, NATO. the United States has the biggest army on the planet, right? right? So they're in theory the most powerful country in NATO. Right. I think that yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's it's kind of that yeah. that's a pretty great analogy. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. It was my idea. Oh. Does NATO actually have any power anymore? All I hear about is no. the EU and the United I don't States. think they do, actually. Yeah, I don't think they have power. It's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, Lucas did, when he wrote the original trilogy, I mean, it's all, all, an allegory for our own I w- political so, system. So yeah. since we're on this part, I do want to, real quick, because we're here, um, that was one part of the episode I, I felt was a little weaker, was that he didn't kill them. Um, mm. Because here's why, right? I feel like he is so invested in that kid. Right? And they clearly threatened the kid, threatened him, and like his weakness is that kid, right? Sure. And to me, him leaving them alive it and I understand as well that this is Star Wars, this is television and kids are watching this. So, you know, you can't go that far, probably. But I I did feel like it's 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 too much of a jump from Man, the Mandalorian they're describing in this episode, the early Mandalorian, and what you've seen in earlier episodes, and then exactly the Mandalorian that we've seen in episodes one and two, is, is too much. I'm sorry. Oh, what John. about your force theory? Well, and that's the but that's the thing, right? If that's the only thing in my mind that would, for me, make it. Oh, okay. I, I get think it. there's a there's an easy way to rectify how you're feeling. He well, loves the woman. No, don't. No, No. No. <laughs> Don't include the scene of them in the jail at the end. Leave it ambiguous. Yeah. I don't understand why they had to show that small scene. Because I think to the to the point of like character development and everything, right? Yeah. I li- I like the idea of leaving it ambiguous yes. instead Agreed. instead of force feeding you of like he left them alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Leave it ambiguous. You did de- you never see him murder them, right? but you can think he murdered them or he didn't depending he did. on how you think he's developing Yeah. instead of giving or, you the clear cut or picture. the or the other thing is these characters are important down the road mm-hmm. probably next season yeah i, I would or assume want to keep them alive cuz i would assume yeah. that we're going to see a, like every ca- like every episode we're introduced to new characters so i'm sure we're going to see these people again at some like point like allies or enemies yeah right. yeah you yeah, can't is cool. just yeah he can't just have allies he has to have some kind of enemy but again, I I, mean, I think you can you can still accomplish all of that. You just don't show them alive at the end. Because because here's the thing, right? If you don't show them alive at the end, the next time they show up, you're like, oh shit! He didn't kill them, and it makes you rethink right. everything. You have to go back and rewatch episodes, which in yeah. my mind is effective. It's hmm. a fa- and then he even says, "Remember, no questions asked." But so I you mean, have you don't know if he yeah. killed. The only character you know he definitively killed was the droid. Because he still hates droids. And He's droids gonna aren't kill people. Oh, He's going to kill them at yeah. any point that he can. Did I? Did I ever tell you guys? Um, my per, like my like what I wanted to see from Star Wars was the droid revolution. Oh, so Halo Five? Because it would literally <laughs> it would have overthrown the Jedi. The Jedi, right? If the Jedi at the peak, I think if every single droid, if there was an AI, a central intelligence that like united all the droids and they overthrew, like their they're organic overlords, Yeah, the droids would win. So you, never, you know about this Kevin Feige uh, Star Wars project that he's working on? Is Wait, it droid what? Over-throw? Uh, no. No, no, he's bringing back Ultron from Marvel, oh, <laughs> and that's going to be the Marvel-Star Wars crossover that they want. Ultron, Ultron's consciousness has been transferred to the Star Wars universe, and he activates all the droids to rise up, and Tony Stark is alive. I mean, it sounds like a good Jeff episode of Marvel, but yeah. No. <laughs> I think in Can, well, maybe in Legends now, there is something about how droids can't. I think they're universally built where they can't harm people or something, or not harm, but I don't think they can do an overthrow or something. Well, like speaking of nature. droids, you know, getting into Star Wars, we know that something's happening with C3PO in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, do you want to tell you? It's uh, nothing important. No, it, it. there will be some relevance to it. Well, we don't but know. At least plot-wise. But we don't know, Arjuna. Or maybe we do. Maybe one of us at this table has already seen the movie. Or, actually, this leads quite nicely. Megatron. The whole thing's a plot hole. What? Plot holes. Continuity. So, moving into the <laughs> highlights slash fan service of the episode. <laughs> uh, Arjuna so kindly kind of wrote some of these things out. I'm assuming it was Arjuna because Krishna, you don't contribute to the outlines. It's true. So uh, Krishna can't read or write. <laughs> so uh, Arjuna, you haven't heard Mr. Krabs. Yep. What's Mr. Krabs? Arjuna? Mr. Krabs, the actor who voices Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob, is our f- our, our our red devil friend, uh, Burr? Was that Berg. 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 Uh, he is that guy. And I was like, oh, that's incredible. It's Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Uh, he's also known as, you play- He normally plays like a military general type in a lot of shows. I think in The Punisher and Supergirl. Uh, and, so and, uh, is he in Supergirl? He's in Supergirl season Jeez. one as like a general. Yeah, he's he always plays a military type. Um, great actor, great guy. Uh, I'm glad I had him for the episode and uh, he did great. And then um, the character, the voice actor for the droid, was a. Uh, I don't know if the actor. I've always Richard. Forget, Richard Ayodé. So, Ayodé? Yeah. Uh, who is most famous for his role in IT Crowd as Moss was the voice of the droid. Uh, Bill Burr needs no introduction. He was actually in. Uh, Breaking Bad as one of uh, mm-hmm. of, one of oh, Saul Goodman's fixers. Oh, I always fixers. forget that. I was, I was really, I'm really hoping that the other guy makes a cameo. Huey, Huey, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is Huey's Huey's there, still man? around? But actually, why? Wow. Why not? You ha- we already have Gus Fring appearing at some point. It's true. We already have a Breaking Bad well, connection. You, well, well, no, the bigger Breaking Bad connection is Debra, is Deborah Chow. David oh, Chow right. directed some episodes of Breaking Bad. That must be where she, some uh, of these connections are coming. because, yeah. for sure. Wait, okay. No offense. But would Brian Cranston not be one of the best Star Wars characters? He could he would be, he, he would be a bad guy. way too intense. He, he, a uh, bad guy. Have not be a bad guy. He, uh, I mean, he got his start with Power Rangers. It's yeah. true. Started yeah. high and low with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, or high. I so we've know. got some really good... Good cameos, and I think that's great, great good. casting, great, this, great casting yeah, for this sure. This episode was great for casting. For oh, sure. and uh, the uh, the leader of the um, the guy who gave him the job, who he worked with before, Sons of, Sons Anarchy. of Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Anarchy and he's also uh, famous for being in um, Batman Begins. Batman Begins, Gordon's partner. Gordon's partner. Yes. Was he in The Departed? He was not in The Departed. He looks like a guy who would be. Yeah, he seems but like. But I, I don't. I don't think he was. <laughs> he was not, though. But yeah. Um, heist format. What do we think about that? I now thought- we're getting so, real quick sorry so we're we're getting the show has kind of built itself upon this idea that it is like the western format do going into like a heist format i'm not sure i can think of any like famous magnificent 7 is a heist format uh it, it it gets a team together, but it's not a heist. Obviously, they yeah, defend it's, a town. Yeah, exactly. I can guarantee um, those But it's kind of it's um, kind westerns. of like a heist format. If you think about westerns, like sure. robbing banks, yeah, 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 absolutely. Sure. You you that they definitely exist. Um, we we're, we're not well versed. in the I Western think what genre. what's interesting about this episode, and it's kind of been proven the last few weeks. It's you know there's a the overarching story isn't necessarily served in every episode. Like the idea is that there's a the Mandalorian and he's protecting this child, but every episode almost just feels like a one-off it's like type a di- of adventure. Absolutely. Right? A different level of involvement. Yeah. And yeah. it, and it doesn't, and, it, and the, it doesn't seem like there's like a, you know, television. Well, let's take an, a show like Watchmen, right? Which is a very serialized story. Uh, this doesn't necessarily feel serialized. It almost feels like, here is, different cool things like in formats we can do with this character, and we just drop him in different situations. And it's like we're doing a heist this week, and you know we're we're doing uh, protect the village this week, and we're doing uh, you know Tatooine this week. You know, like that. That's kind of what the show feels like right now. And it's my question is, yes, what's the point? So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> well, so I think I think there's there is a clear point, and I, I'm going to use another Star Wars series as the example: the Clone Wars. Yes. The Clone Wars did not go their traditional route, where it was like one season, and we um, have to stop Count Dooku from killing the Night Sisters. Right. It was more like it was p- plotted out. Sure. They were like they were. It was more traditional, kind of like one off adventures and episodes but you know but and there was like the yeah. overarching thing doctor who back in the day mm. probably post um what's his name crazy man with the insane stories that you went to you know all oh, matt smith yeah so and pre preempted pre yeah i guess but th- like there those were also somewhat like there was the overarching thing sure. and the overarching thing here is and it's a very simple story very and the recap was perfect at this episode which was <laughs> um if y'all remember it was just like murder 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 explosion and then it was yeah they'll keep coming for him the child and i think that's that's the main story the main story is people want this kid don't know why maybe we'll find out why but the big thing is slightly misleading though because these people have no idea who this kid is until they see him so it's a little misleading and then you're right there's a large section of people after the kid these – this group of four man, uh, four mercenaries outside of the Mandalorian have no idea who this kid is until they meet the kid and then the droid intercepts the message from uh, – But he never, ga- he never gave that information about who the kid is. This episode was, was still – wasn't about people after the kid – it was about the Mandalorian protecting the kid. Right. That's the main thing. And that's the main theme, theme I think, for this entire season is sure. Mandalorian protecting child. But uh, to me, that's really but it. To me the, the story hasn't progressed in weeks, right? He's still protecting the kid, but what has changed about their situation since they left the planet? The last, the last three episodes have been him trying to make money. Hold on, hold on. Arjuna, you can't be mad about a show not progressing fast. You used to watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> and that show, that fucking show, Didn't for did season. not progress. Uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to say there's more progression in episodes than there has been, just in terms of plot, than, than The Mandalorian so far. Yeah. Uh, and like, and so to bring back your Clone Wars um, comparison, the reason Clone Wars works in that format is because you're taking a whole bunch of characters within The Clone Wars, and episodes focus on different characters and different points of views. Right, but Mandalorian is just focused on The Mandalorian protecting the, the child. Right, but the, but what like but the, the we're st- we're stuck like we're stuck in the same plot point like it's just different adventures and it's like I got some money. Cool. cool. Now I got some more money. Cool. I see cool. No pro I see literally no problem. I ju- <laughs> It's only, just it's just interesting. There's me. no problem. I think the it. only thing is is that like the episodes have served to show us where the state of the new republic, mm-hmm. right? Mandalorian's past, mm-hmm. in terms of he used to be a, like a cold blood killer. Mm-hmm. But we, but the th- um, th- my argument again for that is we know that already, it. sure. So it's like, I think, but also maybe to yeah. show that, uh, to, so to be honest, um, age wise, we can now place the Mandalorian. So before this episode, we maybe couldn't tell how old the Mandalorian is. We know it definitively now, he's probably at least in his 40s because him and Sons of Anarchy guy went on stuff together when they were younger. So we we could def- almost definitely say that he's a he's a little bit older, middle aged or older. We kind of knew that though, because we knew he was a kid during the uh, Clone War. That's true. Wars. I, guess, Clone Wars, yeah. I guess as well. Yeah, yeah, but we, this this reinforces it. Yeah, I feel to me at least, I'm sure. like like it's a it's a voice behind a mask. I just so you can't really tell. I think I feel like the show is cool. I'm just starting to lose sight of interest right like the show like okay it's cool and i'm getting cool easter eggs and like it's cool to see a new republic cruiser sure, and see sure. a new republic soldier right that stuff's cool to me but like as a star wars fan as a fan of good television and stories i'm just like it's it's, it's a holding oh, pattern cool, oh, oh 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 hold on cool. hold it feels this like is a holding pattern this is a t- th- yeah cool. this this is like this is not the best storytelling in terms of like sure. progressing a story sure but like what, throwing something on and like having to pay attention because you want to pick up on all the other Easter eggs. I think this is great. Star Wars has never been like. Oh my, oh my goodness, this story. is cinematically great. Story. It's not cinema ever about that. <laughs> it's always about the toys. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what it's you're not wrong. God the damn, they're gonna sell us. Sh- they're there. That, that's toys. that's what it's about. It's the toys, and, and you get those brief moments yeah. in Star Wars where you're like. Whoa! For example, yeah. the Force, the Force, the whole thing with like Ahsoka and Ezra and time and that fucking thing, or like Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi Wan on the Force planet. You've mentioned Ahsoka twice now. That's yeah. Ahsoka Tana. Ahsoka Tana's is a great character. Like she's written really, really she, well. She, she actually, uh, real quick aside. If you think about the first time you saw her in that shitty ass movie, oh, such and everyone. Movie. The entire Star Wars community said, this is the worst Star Wars character ever. It's true. And she's gone from the worst to top three. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Abrams insane. recently said in a junket That's a comeback. <laughs> so so the the interviewer asked J.J., who's your favorite character? J.J. said Han Solo. And then J.J. asked the interviewer, who's your favorite character? And the interviewer said Ahsoka Tano. Oh, no. And she's oh like, no. "Oh, cool, that's interesting." He's like, "You should pay attention, to episode nine and then he left. No, wait, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> what? Out. stop, stop, blowing, I'm blowing out the mics. But. Well, I mean, we know, we know. No, like, we look, don't know. We do know. What? Episode nine is gonna be filled with fucking cameos yeah, in the Star be, it's Wars just, universe. I think it's an Easter egg. I don't know. You know, I don't think I, she's gonna be. Yeah, in yeah. It. You you can't, she can't. That's the thing that she can't. Well, she could. No, she couldn't because Why? people are stupid. And it would confuse people royally because they don't know who this character is. Ra- to them, uh, you, could, uh, Robbie, you can have her hey, show Robbie, up in the background. Guess Why what? not? Guess what? She, she won't be integral. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's, I'm right. Right. that's what I mean. That's yeah, what I mean. No, no, I'm gonna list off a bunch of names, and uh, you can tell me you can admit that you're wrong. Okay. General Grievous, Count Dooku. Uh, Qui Gon Jin. These are characters who just popped up. Yep. You don't get a whole lot of background story. And they die in 20 minutes or whatever. S- but they're there. Supreme. Boom. Supreme. Holy shit. No, s- no. Hold on. no stop. Stop. <laughs> you know, let me finish. What I'm saying is, she's not going to have an <laughs> integral part to the story. Those characters you listed are integral. Qui Gon is a big thing, they show up out of nowhere. That's that's what I'm saying, Christian. The entire movie of episode episode one is mostly about F- Qui Gon. Forget Qui Gon. General Grievous literally appears out of nowhere, and all he serves is to be a bad guy. Why can't you have someone who comes in and all of a sudden, like um, Christian? Is, well, so what Christian is saying is, why can't you have a pre established character like Ahsoka Tano come in and just appear? And why, like, and would that really confuse people? Yes. Why? Why? People are stupid. But but did, General, G- did General Grievous confuse people to the point where it made the movie suffer? Yeah. Not at all. And we didn't suffer, but people were still confused by him. And then we got all this other backstory afterwards sure. about him. So, 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 so okay. Thing. okay. okay you watch episode nine, and you're like, wow, who is this weird character with white lightsabers? I'm going to do some research. Oh, here's all this pre-existing <laughs> information about her. Now I know. Your faith in people is too high. <laughs> I think No, not at all. I dude. said it. No, no, no. no but no. – but, Lando but, Calrissian. No, uh, he but Krishna, <laughs> but is <Krishna's laughs> right? You just, you just they just show, they, yeah, they just, just show up. They literally just show up with one yeah. line, yeah. and it's worked. And it, it's so, I will and bet I actually, you both. I don't disagree. With one dollar about what that she is just in the background. No, no, here. I I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, but I also agree with Krishna's point of if they truly wanted to just introduce Ahsoka, they would just throw in. They can do it, and they, you know what? They've already done it before. There's a character played by Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Fuck.
1: I don't know if you can hear that. Was fr- who was this. <laughs> I don't know, know if you hear that.
0: Who was in this movie called Rogue One. Great movie. Who's been Here, established who just in a whole shows thing. up yeah. and he's been <sighs> pre established yeah. in two animated series. Two, not two. one. He he is both a young boy and then he's a, he's a Forrest man. Forrest Whitaker. Then he's <laughs> Force Whitaker. He's also, he's actually done the trifecta, his character. He's Believe in the video me. game, right? He's in the video game. Right. Unbelievable. Is, is it voiced by Forrest Whitaker? Yeah, as voiced by Forrest? Forrest Whitaker. But is still? he in the soundtrack? No, that's just that Ben <laughs> Hugh, or H-U. Anyway, Christian's stupid. What? Uh, you, got, so, you, just, you just got pwned, Shut son. the fuck up. <laughs> it's my podcast. It's not just your You're podcast. You're fired. What? I'm the producer. No, I'm outsourcing it to a cat. Oh, God. Wow. Anyway, so we've got here battle sequence, droid ambush, devil fight. Actually, yeah, devil fight and then flicker hallway scene. We'll kind of talk about that. I want to talk more about the fact that the New Republic is using droids. Yes, that Let's, is interesting. And this is, is interesting, interesting because yes. there was a fucking war <laughs> with droids versus organics. Yeah. Why the fuck are we getting militarized droids in the New Republic? Because, because, what are the theories? Let's go. I have two theories. Let's uh, hear. One, well, what, first of all, forget the droid war. Why do with droids, why would you wish uh, life over something that droids can do? Right? True. Um. Two, the insurance is way lower, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's transitioning his career into Star Wars universe and, type insurance. And three, honestly, I get the impression uh, from everything that we've heard with the New Republic, it's that they're a joke. They probably don't have a whole lot of people signing up to join them. It makes sense. That, well, actually, which forces them probably to use drugs? We already know that we don't. We ha- Because oh. of, um. oh my god, someone, her character two episodes ago. Gina Carano. She ran away. <laughs> We oh, also that's right. yeah, we yeah. also know they don't have a lot of money because the people they have fly their X wings are directors <laughs> of the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> they're directors of the Mandalorian. Yeah, they can't hire. We'll X get we'll get to yeah. who those people are in a second. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. Did anybody um, smile like an idiot when they saw the Jedi symbol? Wait, what? Wait, where? I've well, it's invested. like the New Hope. It's like the Jedi. Oh, the Republic. The, the Republic symbol on his he... arm patch. So I'll be And on. the droids. So I'll had be. Had that. Yeah, I'll be honest. The, the, where I was paying the most attention this episode when I found out it was a New Republic cruiser was seeing the cruiser. What was on the cruiser? What they were wearing. I really all that th- type. Of I stuff. really thought the prison was going to be someone crazy. I I, mean, I it ended up being the I, brother. Right. Like, I honestly thought, like, as they're going pa- past, you were going to see so many different Easter eggs. I think we those did scenes. though. So I think the first guy you see, is this bald guy, but he's wearing robes. He looks like a Jedi. Uh, t- I, I, which doesn't actually make any sense, right? <laughs> okay. If you if you place it in the time, sure. it's five years after Return of the Jedi. So him being a Jedi makes no sense, but. I want to rewatch it and just look at that part. Second of all, we uh, we, yeah. we, we see a, uh, a an imperial. Uh, it looks like an imperial officer, right. so it's, he's wearing imperial uniform. And then we see an alien with four arms. I th- those are the three that stick out. Um, do we know if Luke has established his academy yet? I don't believe because it's, so. it's five years after he we, wouldn't have a guy that old. I I don't think. I mean, maybe he does, but the Force he, can come at you at any age. Yeah, but remember the the Jedi. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely going off track here, but Luke Skywalker, correct me if I'm wrong, does he try and follow... The Jedi Code it, during this early iteration? Like, would we assume that he wouldn't train people over a certain age? We don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. We really, we know little about his academy, to be honest. That's the true. Abcadimer. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah. The expanded universe isn't going to count, obviously. Yeah. I there mean, is, I'm there sure is another video. The uh, Battlefront 2 storyline does take place. The DLC. The DLC takes place years afterwards, and the academy is, is established. And then, following the immediate events of. Uh, Endor and the Death Star. Uh, we do do a couple of stories with Luke in that video game where you go to various what um, game? The Battlefront 2 story. Is that canon? Yes, it canon. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the new Battlefront 2. Um, we do go with Luke to like various um, planets, planets and locations of Palpatine and stuff, and there's some mentions that he's looking to build uh, a Jedi the or the academy and all that stuff. Cool. But there's nothing in terms of I've started it. Nothing like that. Hmm. Uh. So yeah. Once again, flicker in the hallway. That was pretty cool. That was a cool scene. It was kind of goofy. You said you were laughing, right? Yeah, I was just laughing. I was just giggling seeing him come closer. That's funny. Uh, uh. So fun fact. Um. Bryce Dallas Howard, who directed Episode Four, Sanctuary, revealed something interesting about Pedro Pascal and The Mandalorian. He's not really in the. He there's there's weeks he takes off. Uh, because he's, uh, during the production of this, I think he was also doing a play in England, King Lear. So, for the example, the episode she worked on, uh, the actor you see under there is his stunt double the entire time. Interesting. In which episode? Uh, The Sanctuary. That makes sense. And that was my, I mean, you can get away with that, because, yeah, he's... Can't see his face. Can't see his face. Honestly, it's (laughs) interesting. It's like, they probably paid big bucks to get Pedro Pascal. Like, he's a pretty big name at this point. Um, but I wonder if Disney's kind of having Bar's remorse because you never see his face. I mean, his, I voice, know, his voice is pretty distinct. Well, you're not just paying for, I mean, let's be honest, in this day and age, you're not just getting an actor for their acting skills. It's true. You're also getting them from a marketing perspective. But and Pedro is a great but face to market. Geek, but yeah. here's the thing, though, like... W- are fans probably more disappointed because you do, you don't really get to see him or or experience the Pedro experience? I don't know. I don't I don't know about that. I mean, because I I, I, have, I Baby have, Yoda has literally any qualms that you have with that. Sure. You're just like Baby Yoda. I you forget everything because I have seen people complain. It's like oh, when do I get to see his face? Or like Never. you know who is he? I don't know. The whole point of the character is that you don't see his face. So. Sure, but I understand what you're saying. I would say though, his voice is pretty distinct. Right. Um, Not only is his voice distinct, but you already know from real world experience of what Pedro Pascal look, or what the Mandalorian could potentially look like. Because we know what Pedro Pascal looks like. Do we think that the Mandalorian is really the Red Viper from Game of Thrones post getting his head exploded no, no. by the mountain? Wait, because that's he why he sense. wears a helmet. Speaking of theories, did you all remember what Bill Murray's character says? When no. the sh- Bill Burr's character says to the Mandalorian, "What are you a Gungan under there?" Oh, that oh, yeah. was Misa. Like, Misa, Misa, <laughs> Misa Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. I was like that um, was um, um, no no lie. That was good. The, the Canto <laughs> Bite reference, the Gungan reference. This episode was full of stuff that fans hate. The Canto Bite, Gungans. Uh, that's true. No, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know if that was yeah, anything else. Which but, is, but, and this episode was directed by Deborah Chow. No, yeah. this one was the episode. Oh. This one was uh, directed by. Uh, Dave Filoni. <laughs> and this was this was one of the episodes that was not written by Favreau. Oh, okay. This was by Christopher Yost, I believe. and or Oh, it was Rick. Rick Fumier. Yeah, he directed this one. So, speaking of him and Deborah Chow and Dave Filoni, they were the three TIE pilot X-Wing, X-wing pilots. pilots at the very end. I definitely noticed Filoni. I was, not, uh, Christian was, like, eating or something. Like, Christian, is that Dave Filoni? I had no idea. <laughs> Dave Filoni no idea. is such a like, – I mean, he just – He clearly won. He's winning at life. I'm surprised he didn't get away with wearing his cowboy hat. Well, he was wearing a helmet, so I guess it's the same thing. It just would have been funny if they still had him with a cowboy hat in there. (laughs) Um, Cool. Speaking of uh, real side tangent... um, they're filming season two of The Mandalorian right now. Yep. And some of the directors are coming out for who's doing what episodes. Carl Weathers is directing an episode. Oh, shit. Um, I hope it's a rocky episode. <laughs> I hope it's <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's just alone. Yeah, and, like up. he loses his armor. He has to, like, go through challenges yeah. or some or shit. Oh, no, no, no. It's like literally like a, the whole episode's around a bar fight. So, like, this is how you would do it, right? Like, there's a bar and that, like, that crash. And so he's stuck on this planet. And this bar is, like, the only place that like, he can stay at. Right. And then uh, there's, like, the big bad bully of the bar. And the bully, like, challenges him to a fight. He loses it. And he has to re-challenge the bully <laughs> and beat him in a fist fight. I mean, that's that's a Carl this episode right yeah. there. Boom. Um, John Favreau is actually going to direct an episode for Season 2. He didn't direct any for Season 1. He's, He's just right a showrunner, there. and he wrote almost all the episodes. Mm. Uh, I believe Dave Filoni will be directing at least one more episode Uh, Ryan Johnson visited the set, uh, as we revealed last week and, um, may direct an episode for this season, probably season three, if, and when it happens. And that season will just take all other story things and just shove them out the window, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And it'll also take forever to do anything. It'll be a two hour episode and I'll want to just, you know, You really hate Ryan Johnson. Yes, I do actually. But you like Knives Out. Uh, I think the concept, like most of it, was good. The pacing was complete shit. Uh, do we do a podcast on it? We're going to do a. Podcast we are going to. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say. Yeah, it for, I'll save uh, it for for that. our. So to let people know, we will be doing uh, pretty much once the Mandalorian is done uh, in January, February time. We'll we be doing a series of Oscar type podcasts for. Movies that are going to be nominated during awards season. Uh, we basically have a backlog of movies that we didn't want to review. Real quick, sorry, Arjuna, we'd actually have to get it all done in January because the Oscars are February 9th. Yeah, So, but it can be a little post after. Like, People will still be checking out those movies post. In fact, that is when people check out those movies. Once they win awards, people are like, wait, this won an award? I should watch it.
1: Wow, <laughs> we just keep insulting people <laughs> on this podcast.
0: Not great. Let's talk about the low lights. Mm. Arjuna, I'm, once again, I'm, I feel like this was you. I did. Vampire Twilight. Yeah, yes. okay, so I had a big problem. This is pro- easily my biggest issue with the episode. Um, what the fuck? Were they just <laughs> fucking vampires or something? Because they just went. <laughs> well, it, not to, to be fair, it wasn't both of them. It wasn't both the brother and the sister, it was just the sister. Well, no, no, he he, he did he, it, he, he did a, a couple too. times too, but you didn't notice because you know she was in the whole episode; he was only in the second half. Oh. Uh, but it was literally like, okay, it's it's fine like showing that they have fangs or whatever. Um, even though I was not Pointy familiar teeth. that that was a characteristic of Twilex, First of all, Twi'leks. Uh Okay, twit, you know, twit faces. Wow. But it was just—it was ridiculous. Like it—it it, it was but, ridiculous. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's like let's forget that they're Twilights. Like look at our own culture as human beings. We have people that dress up. Right now, <laughs> in the world, <laughs> pretending to be fucking vampires. Okay. So maybe this brother and sister, that's their fucking weird thing. <laughs> it's just its uh, its just a weird... Uh, like I just don't see the point of including that in this. Do, that, maybe that's True Why do people know. dress up as vampires in general? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> in Star Wars... Why do, it's not why, the real world. Why do people speak French? Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. Wait, why? Why? Better <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing? Better, <laughs> better, better, better <laughs> question. Oh why are the French trying to make whiskey? Oh man! (laughs) Oh, coming soon, whiskey bros episode about a French whiskey. This will be can't miss. Uh, Spoiler alert (laughs) week. Anyway, Uh, but it was just—it just—it was that. It was so. I think you wrote down someone wrote down Key and Peel sketch. Yes, the uh, Key and Peel sketch of uh, vampires <laughs> because it's just so that's <laughs> literally what it was. Like no no offense to the actress like she did you know she she really I immersed she herself great, in the yeah. character yeah. but it was whatever her direction was or or whatever the notes were or however they edited it it was ridiculous. Do you know who really? the actress was by the way for uh, that like she looked very familiar. Have you heard of a little sh- movie series called Harry Pooper? Yes, Harry Potter. So her name is Natalia Tenner. She played in Harry Potter. Uh, What's the professor's name? She married the professor in that. Thing. Um. Oh, she married Lupin, right? She's Tonks. Yes, and she also oh. she's also in Game of Thrones yes. as uh, as um she's great. Yeah. yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah. So I'm not sure uh, why they did that. To I her. I I feel like that it was either that. the the direction <laughs> slightly script, or I think maybe they they probably like had her do that, and then they just cut every single instance. She's a of sen- it in. she's a sensuous assassin. She likes to kill, and she likes to do that. One other thing. Okay, so moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what she is. Uh so our easter theories was about the X-Wing Pies where we covered that Chicken Man. Where is he? He's coming. He's he's in the finale? Do we think the la do you think he's a finale or do you think he's episode 7? And this could also go into our bold predictions for next episode. Is this episode 6 we just watched? We just watched episode 6. There are two more episodes left. The episode 7. Wait, uh, I thought there's three more. Two two. more. two. two more. Only two is it only eight? It's only, only eight, eight episodes. Eight. And you have to wait another year. Jesus, Christ. well, we're not sure how long we have to wait. Could be longer, could be less time, yeah, going <laughs> back in two years. uh, where is he? Well, he's chilling, He's waiting for us to catch up to you know he's eating he's some in. chicken. he's busy uh actually, uh, I don't know if this ties into anything, but uh it's interesting that they pushed up the episode, right? the next one to Wednesday the it's day not, before well, Red the, well, this is the thing that's kind of misleading. Everyone is saying on the internet that the episode was pushed up like post. The original schedule showed it had it. that it was coming out at oh, this it was point. Always yeah. coming out. I'm, I'm pretty okay. sure they did that. Is that corporate synergy of like we don't want two of our biggest products to come out on the same day? How do we use this to further promote another big product? And it was announced on social media that there is a special sneak peek. You know, never before a sneak peek attached to probably the post of this episode. Question, okay. so, and so we should weird. we should nine. decide this now because we're obviously seeing episode nine the day after. Are we all gonna watch this sneak peek? Because I've I've stopped watching any of the TV spots. I because say... I've been hearing rumors or or uh, spoilers or somewhat spoilers are dropping in there. So I've completely stopped watching I say, anything. I say we watch it after. Yeah, I've been okay. down with that. I'm cool. With I that. say I say we we I I would I would like to go into this movie not knowing anything. Or go, we already, know, we already know too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we already know I know just the right amount. You already know Darcy is we in this. know that ruins everything. We know there are lightsabers. Nope. Uh, we know you that don't. there are horses in space. Um, yeah, we <laughs> know there's a yeah. new fucking droid. Let's go back to the Mandalorian and keep it on, on point here. So we have our bold predictions ranging from, you know, John um, Carlo eating chicken... Uh, to the Mandalorian (laughs) getting injured and being healed by Baby Yoda Mm. uh, to um, other things. But I want to kind of recap real quick. Krishna, you said for Episode 6 we would see a lightsaber. You lost. Hit yourself. (laughs) I said we'll take place on a brighter, more life planet. I lost. There was no planet. There was no planet. And then Arjuna said connection to Rise of Skywalker – which, yeah, punch w- yourself Which you're we wrong. don't know, Actually, but it you're could probably be, wrong. With the New Republic, you're, prob- you know. you're probably wrong that you're going to punch yourself anyway. <laughs> no. Do it. Punch uh, yourself uh, in no. the face. Do, Do, it. It. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I <laughs> have to set it. Do it. Um, so, what are our predictions? Oh, and, and also, to kind of, with our larger predictions for the season, Christian, you still think. We're gonna see origins of the first order. I mean, I have no idea. But I said that we um, <laughs> won't know. We won't end up knowing anything about Baby Yoda or the child. And Arjuna said that the Mandalorian would have a crew. Yo, we've seen some of this stuff. Look, he's he had a crew in this episode. Well, doesn't count. My yeah. prediction is correct. No, Christian. Do you, what's your prediction for episode seven? Uh, I don't really have one, so I'm not coming up with one right now. It's a remake of episode four. My <laughs> <laughs> my prediction for episode seven is Pain. revenge. A revenge. revenge story. No, that's episode three. Revenge of the Sith. No. So we've seen we've seen just about I think every kind of Western trope. Uh, and I think the one that we probably haven't seen yet is like a personal revenge story. <gasps> the so Chicken So I'm gonna say Episode Seven is some kind of personal to the Mandalorian revenge story. Okay. What I like that, June. You wanna write that in? I I have no access. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it.
1: Uh, uh, so, or
0: Junior, what about you? Um, I actually have two predictions. I want to make wow. one for Episode Seven. But I also now want to make a prediction for for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. You can't make that on a podcast. Yeah, you can. you can. Because it's related to the Mandalorian. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear your episode seven bold prediction. Okay, my episode seven bold prediction is that we will finally see – because the only returning characters we've seen are basically the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda – I think we will see another returning – we will see a, a character who's only been in one episode return. you, you got to name the, the character. And that character will be uh, – what's her name? Gina Carano. Uh, well, what's her character's name? No idea. Know? Just call her Shock Trooper. The Shock Trooper. I think the Shock Trooper will return in Episode 7. And I believe we will see a ton of those characters uh, while well, guys, I get to it next week for Episode 8. And my <laughs> prediction my prediction because JJ Abrams loves cameos, we will see some type of cameo shout out to the Mandalorian. We might see his ship in the background somewhere. We might see him walking around or something. Or he's there might there might be some baby Yoda reference of some he's, type, he's but gone. I bet there will be I a reference. I personally hope that we don't get any of that because then it kinda of ruins the Mandalorian. Because remember, episode nine is what, twenty five years later. Twenty five years that means he survives twenty five years. I don't think, it's and I hate that. don't want know would. that. Baby Yoda would. I don't think it's a spoiler if you show a ship. You know, so I was actually talking to someone about Baby Yoda specifically and him making a sp- uh, or sh- an appearance in Episode Nine, or maybe he's gonna go against Palpatine or something like That's that. That's what fans want. But, but the problem is, <laughs> even though it's twenty five years later, if we look at Baby Yoda and how he's kind of been interacting, he's not talking. He's kind of very child, very, very archy, childlike. A baby. He's a baby. He's probably around that one, two-year-old mark, which means it's like a, you could argue like fit 25 to 50 years is one or two. So 25 years later, he's still going to be He'll be like three. Yeah, he'll be with the same mindset. So he can't do he, he shit. He might be a toddler, so he might be saying some words. Cool. He's going to go, I am this any. He's like, Daddy Yoda. He's like, where's Daddy? Where's <laughs> the man He's like, he's like, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for him to like force choke someone or or like oh force lightning. He's Why does he have to be good? Why does he be a Jedi? Why can't he be Sith? My bold prediction is going to be finally John Carlo will show up and he'll be eating No, he's not I, like ho- I really hope he doesn't even show up this season. The, rea- <laughs> the reason I think he's gonna show up specifically is because the re the New Republic is aware that something happened on their prison ship because of the whole transmitter thing. The Mando ship was tracked from the prison ship all the way to the location where they blew the stuff up. Somebody, footage, whatever is going to leak. And then John Carlo and his death troopers are going to be sent to go retrieve that package. Here's a question I have. It's not made explicitly clear at the end of the episode. Did the X-Wings fully blow up the station? Yes. They are bombing it. I thought they just blew up the ship. That, and then that's they start are, shoot. You start seeing explosions around it too. They were shooting everywhere. Do we think that uh, that's excessive? Kind of, it's yes. kind of weird. No. Do we think that the uh, the fixer of the episode, the one who put the job together, escapes? No. Yes. You see him running. Of course he escapes. You don't show him running unless you know. So I I personally think they blow up the hangar and then the rest of it. He probably had enough time to get into a ship. Also, and here's another question. Definitely escape. Why did the Mandalorian save those other three, but basically let all those let, let those two and probably innocent people that did nothing to wrong him on that station all die? Well, they're all criminals. That's a crimin criminal organization. So, but so why? But why deliberately save the people that directly tried to kill you, and then pretty much indirectly, directly kill? A bunch of people that didn't. Trash. He let because the for- he, same reason Obi Wan Kenobi didn't kill. He's Anakin, not a Jedi. He, he let shit. the he left no. it to the Force. It's, a, it's a, that was his only oh. way to escape. Like uh, that's true. Yeah. Like the, the guys, like, he knew that they were gonna kill him, right? They're gonna send that, something after him to kill him. So he was like, the only way out of this is to leave the tracker with them, and then it's up to the New Republic, and it's up to them what they do. So it's like. A, Interesting, he, did, he did the best he could. Interesting he rationalization. I mean, it's not mine. It's the Mandalorian. No, right. For the character, yes. Yes. I think it makes sense. I would do the same thing. I would have killed the baby a long time ago. Arjuna, was the Mandalorian prisoners good? Yes. It was a good episode, uh, but the fangs were annoying, and <laughs> I'm losing my patience with the show. Okay. Wow. Oh uh, Krishna was the Mandalorian episode six the prisoner good it was good i loved the colorful cast of mercenaries uh it added a little bit something different that we haven't quite seen uh we got a little bit of mandalorian's backstory um but yeah it was good ravi was mandalorian episode six prisoner bad no it Excellent. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tricked you almost. Tricked. You. It was really. No, good. Good. it was good. It was at good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. The best scene by far is Baby Yoda and the droid putting his hand up, and then the droid getting its guts blown out by the Mandalorian, and then the Baby Yoda looking at his hand, going, "Holy shit! Did <laughs> I do that? <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I am the most powerful thing ever. Where's that shiny ball thing? <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening to the Was It Good podcast. We just wrapped up the Mandalorian episode six prisoners you can find us on twitter at was (laughs) it good on instagram at was it good btm on twitch twitch.tv forward slash was it good as ours we try and live stream our podcast you can also hit us up with questions concerns thoughts recipes all that fun stuff shirts you want us to wear during the live stream (laughs) please just cut it thank you